0: Hello and welcome to the Spartan Podcast. This is episode one in a brand new series that we're going to be bringing. My name is Bianca Hedgecock and I am the founder of Eclectic Media. We are a digital marketing agency based here in the UK. Today we're going to be talking with Joshua Gibbons. Uh, He is a branding expert working with some of the uh, the brightest people in the internet and digital marketing space currently. Um, So make sure you subscribe, make sure you share it and make sure you stick around. Hope you enjoy it. Hi guys, uh, welcome to the podcast. Uh, today we are here with Joshua Giddens. He is a branding and design expert working with uh, agencies and businesses uh, in the six to seven figure region. Um, but I'll let him introduce himself. So over to you, Josh.
1: Awesome. Thank you very much. I'm really happy to be here. So I appreciate you getting me on. Um, so yeah, the rundown. My name's Josh. I'm from the UK. And I'm a brand designer and strategist and um, what else I'm 19 years old absolutely love what I do and I'm so thankful that I work with some of the best people ever so
0: um,
1: that's the short of it
0: (laughs) (laughs) so I mean like I said you're you're super young now so you're 19 still uh, which to me is pretty pretty young because in a row I've just uh, hit like near mid thirties. Uh, I forgot what it's like to be nineteen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so what is it that got you started? Because obviously to be a brand expert and strategist, like it's, a, it's still quite a young age. Like and I know like I've followed you for a, a good few years now, so I know that you've been purely dedicated to this for at least three years that I've known of you. Um, so what what kind of got you started into that?
1: yeah of course i was never doing the same stuff as what i am now and it's been like a natural progression so where i started was literally as a gamer um massively passionate about gaming used to play call of duty and basically me and my mates we started posting our stuff on youtube and um basically like none of my mates really cared about it but i thought you know if i'm posting my stuff on youtube uh, I I want to be like all these guys that I, I'm subscribed to. So obviously, for anyone who knows gaming, you've got the FaZe Clan, you've got all the different teams and stuff within esports. And I looked up to them massively. I have so many um, people in that space that influenced me growing up. So I thought, I've got to be like them. I've got to build a channel like theirs. And, you know, it, was, it seems weird now, but looking back, I was like, well, all these big channels have thumbnails and a banner and you know design uh except i didn't want to yeah. pay anyone to do it so i downloaded a cracked version of photoshop which i literally <laughs> used for years as well which is kind of sketchy <laughs> but um yeah i just got in there and started playing around with it i i remember watching um a guy called seso who uh, puts out tutorials i just started designing all my own stuff And at the same time as still playing Call of Duty, still putting out my videos and creating content. And little did I know that I would actually freaking fall in love with designing stuff. So what happened was as I was making the basics of my own channel, I, I sort of stepped it up a gear. I was like, how can I make my videos more creative and more unique now with design? So I started making um, literally like animated uh, transitions in my videos overlays and all these cool things I was just thinking like now I've got this this kind of skill and this software how can I take it further and the next step from there was my Twitch stream so um, literally from all of my YouTube stuff I started then gaming on Twitch and needed to design all my banners infographic cards and all the thing over there as well so literally starting out i i didn't have any interest in graphic design at all um i was just gaming doing my thing and that was the story literally how i got into it and from there you know you follow designers i was over on twitter where most esports people are um and yeah you i just got following people just seeing stuff that I thought was called a shit <laughs> and I just started growing and growing from there really
0: so like your passion has grown from another passion which I find yeah. happens quite a lot with with people um and the same thing happened for me I started out as a photographer and sort of rolled over into marketing just because it came hand in hand with with the businesses that I were working with yeah. which I think is amazing because I think life life is a journey anyways isn't it so like to, to oh. sort of go through that transition and find your, find your way into something that you are now making a living out of is amazing.
1: Yeah. It's honestly bizarre. And like, it wasn't easy at all. I mean, it still isn't easy, but looking back now, I'm still so confused (laughs) and like, why did it happen? But you know, that's just one of the blessings of the spiritual side of, of this journey. So I'm super grateful yeah I'm super happy it happened and looking back it's like yeah I never could have predicted it at all
0: that's Uh, amazing
1: yeah so that was kind of the first half of the story where I first got actually into it and exposed to this thing called design and um, what happened from there yeah so as I said like I was following these accounts and I think the next step from there was literally like other people wanted me to design their stuff. They'd seen what I'd done for my own channel. And yeah. Um, yeah, they were like, hey, can can you do it for me? Can you make my banners, my infographics? And I started getting um, some clients. They were very, very cheap. I remember like my, I think my first logo was something like $30. And um, I remember uh, one of them stands out. I got uh, a Twitch package for someone, like I said, streaming. They wanted all their banners, infographics, yeah. and uh, it was $60. And at the time, I was like, holy shit, because I believe I was about 14 or 15 when all this wow. happened. So I was just mind blown. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's always amazing, that first, that first check you get for something that you're good at, it just lights exactly. that fire.
1: It's, it, it was nuts. And, um, you know, another thing on the same line of that was with my, with my gaming, my Twitch stream, the first night I turned on donations and I got 11 (laughs) pounds, but at the time it seemed like 10,000, like, honestly, I can't recreate that feeling of seeing the money pop up. And it's just like, you know, I've told this story on my Instagram, but after that day, after that night, literally going to school the next day, after I'd been streaming and getting donations, I was like. I can, if I really wanted to, I could make this my job. And, um, yeah, I just didn't see the point in school after that moment.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I think you'll find that that's, um, a general theme with a lot of people actually. Um, just, I mean, uh, you know, I, I went all the way through college. Um, I, played semi-professional football uh but that was Uh, the only reason I stayed in in school literally uh because it just wasn't relevant like I I always knew from a young age that I wanted to be um an entrepreneur I knew I wanted to work for myself I knew I wanted to have a business um and I didn't know what that business would be or where it would take me but I knew sure as hell that it wasn't going to be university it just it doesn't seem to have any relevance in the world these days and you know i may get a little bit of stick back for this but unless it's a you know a medical field or a scientific field where you actually need yeah, to nice have school. you know the, the practical side of it and obviously the the ideologies behind things it's really not worth it like there are people out there who have got mbas in business you can't even get a job at McDonald's now. And that just shows that there is so much education online now. You don't need it.
1: Yeah, totally agree. It was a set <laughs> like when I started losing interest in school, like I already really didn't see the point in unis anyway, but that just reinforced yeah. it. You know, How did your parents just,
0: feel about you not going to uni? Um,
1: I, I think they were surprisingly okay with me not wanting to go to uni um that's the only thing they've been okay with in my journey but we'll get onto that in, in a little bit um but yeah no they were fine with the uni <laughs> thing it's very expensive do you know what i mean and for people who want to be entrepreneurs yeah you know it's just spend money or go out there and make your way and make money and progress yeah. of, it seems like a step back for me
0: yeah definitely so have you obviously like you started out designing for twitch and gaming and stuff um, I'm pretty sure, though, I saw you in Iman's launch party video, was it? So you yeah. went through the agency route as well at one point, didn't you?
1: So the the thing about that, I actually didn't go as an agency owner, but I went under uh, an agency that I was a designer for. So I All actually, right. when I posted that, I got a lot of DMs about it. Um, <laughs> so basically, yeah, this is like a long ways down the line. But mm-hmm. a guy called Jordan picked me up as the designer for his agency and then you know thank god he invited me along to london to the event and it was incredible it was so good
0: that's amazing so take us back there so we're we're back at you're about what 15 yeah. now then yes. so you just started realizing you can make a bit of money from it where did you go from there
1: absolutely so yeah as soon as i started making some money with um with my esports stuff i followed some more accounts i you know you just scroll on twitter and you see people retweet stuff and one day i see um someone's retweeted this logo designer and as weird as it sounds i had no idea what that meant what a logo designer was um <laughs> but i thought it looked cool so i followed this account and was just seeing like all these little marks these logos and brands he was making and i just thought this is cool as shit
0: hmm.
1: um so I actually didn't go into that straight away first I went into esports mascots so that's like more illustrative you'll see like American football teams have them and stuff um so I gave that a try didn't go too well but this logo thing kept coming up Mm -hmm. so literally I can't remember exactly but I just went to sketching as many logos as I could. And that's what built up the sketch wall in, in my office. Um, literally, yeah, I, I I wish I could, could remember more details, but I just love this thing. And I sort of implemented what these other guys were doing. So Mm -hmm. they were saying like, you know, make up a company, create a cool mark for it, choose the colors, the logos and make something cool. And that's, Mm -hmm. that's all I did. And, um, you know at the start i was obviously shit i couldn't design logos at all but you know you just got better at it and i remember my first my first uh, logo design was for someone in the esports community you know I just had an absolute blast with it i was just making this concept um they were called mod center so literally they were just a a, a business that wanted to help people become moderators for twitch channels so Yeah, it was just a cool little gig, you know, and um, I think around that time, I realised that this logo design thing could be be for me.
0: Amazing. So, obviously, you're working with quite big companies and businesses now. How's that going for you? How do you sort of get in touch with them? Do they come to you? Do you have inbound? Do you go outbound? What's your process now?
1: Yeah, so literally, once I started getting into logo design, the progression was, pretty pretty fast to get into logo design so i I discovered a business channel um who was teaching about freelancers and as soon as i was consuming from that channel and uh i moved myself over to instagram Mm -hmm. because i thought okay if i'm going to do this thing let's do a fresh start and literally for two to three years straight i just posted practice projects like i said the schedule just hundreds and hundreds and it seems crazy i look at it every day and i'm like i actually sketched that many yeah it's just what i did i just enjoyed it tried to get some work out there get better at it and you know little did i know that that would actually start to bring in opportunities
0: Mm -hmm.
1: it wasn't straight away The i had a few people like giving me some really cheap offers And then one day I got a a quote for, I think it was like 300 euros and I bounced him down to 250 because I felt bad at getting that much money (laughs) because I'd gone from like $60 to that many euros. I was like, holy (laughs) shit, this is a lot of money. Um, You actually talked yourself out of money. (laughs) I talked myself out of money. I felt so bad he'd offered that much. Um, Yeah, so after that logo... Um, it just kept on progressing and a big turning point was I started to actually show my face and get mm. myself out there it had literally just been this random guy called Josh sharing designs for yeah. so long and I, I was introduced to Gary Vee, Grant Cardone, Tony Robbins and mm. you know I, I started to see the importance of of sharing your face and I was watching Iman Gadzi at the time Mm -hmm. and you know by the way just on the side he was one of the most important people to get me into business
0: Um,
1: like I I saw him he's incredible literally one year uh, maybe one or two years older than me Mm -hmm. but when I was 16 and he was 18 you know I just thought there's no way that he can do that at his age but (laughs) yeah it really inspired me so Anyway I started posting my face started making videos talking about design and trying to you know just teach people what I'd learned about logos and branding as I said it'd been a couple of years before I'd started mm-hmm. showing my face so I'd learned a lot about it and one day I think this is probably the biggest turning point for starting to work with my my best clients was um, this guy DM'd me saying, "Hey, this company I know is looking for a designer, and I thought I'd recommend you." And nice. you know, at the time I thought nothing of it, um, but I'll I'll sort of explain in a second why it was such a big deal. Anyway, I I go to the company, I DM them and say, "You know, hey, I hear you're <laughs> looking for a designer. I'd love to put my name forward." They asked for a portfolio, but of course I didn't have a website or anything, so I just said, "Look at my Instagram account." Yeah. A couple of days later, yeah, we'd like to take you on as our designer and um, nice. have a little week where we test out things, see how you are. And um, that team was Infinite Prosperity. The The owners were Amy Sangster and Lewis Mocker. Wow. And that turned out to be one of the best opportunities I could ever get. Because mm. Lewis Mocker, uh, owner of School of Mastery, is Obviously, freaking earning multiple seven figures, yeah. And from doing the work that I did at Infinite Prosperity, came a lot of opportunities. And um, yeah, and so after we did some work with with him, I just, it, it's really weird. Just people just started coming to my page, and I just started to get more and more opportunities. And actually, a few months down the line they actually ended. So I, I sort of got fired and there's a big whole story there where literally I had nothing for ages. But it was just the fact that I made the connection with Lewis and from mm-hmm. that has come so many opportunities. And I think back, like if I hadn't been posting my face, if I hadn't been mm-hmm. getting myself out there, this one random guy wouldn't have <laughs> recommended me to, to message this company.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. There's a big importance in personal branding, especially with marketing yourself. That's that's basically what we're doing. Like, even me with the agency as well, it's the same thing because people buy from people and they want to know who they're going into business with. And the fact that you're putting yourself out there just gives them that sense of security of, actually, I feel like I know this person and, you know, they're respectable, they're professional and all of that stuff. Um, and funny you should say, like, a man... 100% biggest influence in personal branding for a lot of people um i would say in, in the last three years or so he's been the the biggest push behind personal branding um i've seen on the internet at all really
1: yeah 100%. i think
0: that yeah yeah definitely i think that um it's crazy though like you said like from putting all of your work out there you've got that one connection that can just sort of snowball your effect because now you have a course out don't you you have a, a new course
1: yes I do indeed <laughs> the tell one. us about that <laughs> <laughs> so literally like for the longest time I've I've not even thought about it you know as, as I said I've just been working on my process with, with clients, my brand strategy, and obviously design process, I call it the branding experience, and that's all I've been focusing on. I never thought about selling something that doesn't really? require my time. <laughs> Until, I mean, it's, it's one of the best things about working with who I work with, is because I'm working now with expert brands, people with info mm. products, businesses, literally from talking with them, I realized like I'm missing out on a lot of opportunity because I can't half myself. I can't double my time. And, you know, with what I do, it's very hard to build a team because
0: mm-hmm.
1: it, you know, branding is one of those things I'm so obsessed with, like making sure it's right that I'm almost scared to hire someone. Um, so yeah, conversations with clients just open my mind of like, what can I make one time and then be able to sell forever?
0: Yeah, definitely. And
1: I, I I remember when I had the idea, I have a coach and we get on calls every week, uh, every couple of weeks, and I told him all about it. I told him what I want to do, why I want to do it, and like my main intentions, which is there are so many people that I can't help right now because mm-hmm. I've only got one service so on that session we walked through it he's a great coach he's accountable for me so he makes me plan out the whole thing and um i do nothing with it you know (laughs) it might have been timing i think i was busy with clients but it sat in my notebook and you know the more i i signed on new clients thought about it i just knew i had to make something and it's not just i had to but mm. i wanted to because yeah. i get people come in and say look how much for a logo the the whole thing yeah and it's like if they can't afford my my service i can't help them and i want to be able to help them
0: sure. so
1: give it i don't know how long after um the initial like excuse period <laughs> but <laughs> i eventually stick my head down and i think it took me two to three weeks to finalize everything and um yeah I one of the things as well that I'm scared about with courses is like it's not going to be what the people want so Mm -hmm. the first thing I did was reach out on my Instagram I've got 10 people in there going through it testing it and giving me feedback just because I don't wanna, you know, I don't I don't wanna create something that isn't what the people want.
0: Yeah, of course.
1: Um so that was a big thing for me. And you know, I've never made an info product before, so I'm definitely in the deep end here. But based on the That's calls awesome. I've had sorry, I think you cut out there. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I said it was the best way to learn, just getting at the deep end.
1: Honestly, it really is. It really is, yeah. because I could hold it off forever and ever. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, the longer I hold it off, the less time I'm helping people. So, yeah. literally, yeah. One day, my coach said, "Okay, you're going to give away some calls." Um, you might even remember I I got on loads of calls with my audience,
0: mm-hmm. just
1: literally back and forth about their brand, and loads of things came up about them not being confident, not knowing how to like position themselves. They hate their design. So I was just thinking about all these things. And then one of the calls that they were literally like, "Dude, if if you don't make a crash course, like <laughs> you have to have to have to make a design crash course." Um, there's so many people like me who would want it, yeah. And you know, it just triggered me again. So I got it done. Absolutely, the most fun time because I, I think you forget how much you know. Yeah, and you underestimate how impactful the stuff is you know as well as i was designing it yeah. i was like it got me in flow mode but i know that this content is going to be like insanely brain melting for some people
0: yeah
1: and so yeah i just had an absolute blast of it and i launched it literally yesterday
0: <laughs> amazing walk us through it there what what is the uh the shine, Acad- uh, is it shine academy
1: yes yeah
0: so what, what do they get? Cause I know it comes in with like four, four steps. Is it like four weeks?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I decided to split it into four weeks just to give it some structure. Like people can go through, um, the thing, don't have to worry about the week being a time thing, but, um, essentially it's split into the four sections that I believe helped me get to where I am from mm-hmm. just a kid who discovered this thing called design to now where it is my full time job, which. Yep for most, even if you're not like a million dollar brand, that's a big deal to get yeah. from the thing that you love doing to making that a job. So yeah, I'll, I guess I'll just walk through the four the four sections. The first one is the Shine framework. And what that basically is, is, is the five aspects that I believe helped me to get from that start point to where I am right now. and literally just again it's going over personal branding how to actually be intentional with a brand it's it's all good like you exist in Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and you like you just being online and then there's like being intentional about it because for that remember for the two years i was just posting my designs like that's only one out of five parts of the framework i didn't know it at the time But looking back I can see, okay, when I started to do this and I started to do this, then things started to roll. So week one is walking through that framework and just opening that up to you of like, if you're gonna do it, do it with intention and if something's going wrong, it might be because one of these things is missing. So week two, brand strategy. With a lot of these design crash courses out there, You know, it's just not meaningful. And one of the things that I'm most obsessed about with my my high-ticket clients as well is the strategy behind everything, the foundations. Like, if we're going to rebrand, we're going to discover who you are first. We're going to discover your values, your perfect customer, how you want to position. All those, like, incredible things, which, (laughs) you know, I believe are more important. Because you could have no design and just be like a basic looking brand but if you had crystal clear clarity on who you're serving your message your values like i believe that makes a big big difference so week two that's what we go through in week two and it's the same process that i facilitate for the branding experience clients so literally it's just tons of value in there as well week three is the fun part for most the design part and uh, like there's no other way to say it other than i just walk you through the easiest ways to build up a brand identity that actually means something for most people like just getting a logo sourced is the most big like biggest headache ever (laughs) and uh, it it literally people wait to get a logo before they can build their business which Mm -hmm. You know, I understand, but it's like, if I can help you move on and and grow your business faster, surely that's valuable, right? So yeah, I walk through every aspect of it, making sure it's meaningful, as I said, and then we go through the logo, colors, fonts, patterns, and all of the different things to build up a brand identity. So that's, you know, that's a really big one for me. I really enjoyed it. And I know that's where people get held up on Mm. and then the final week is applying everything and it's social media design so once you've got everything once you know who you are as a brand you've got the frameworks to go and market yourself you know you need to be sharing content in different formats so (laughs) literally social media week is just me behind a laptop and you see me live designing every freaking deliverable format of of content you'll ever need to know <laughs> so i walk through your banners for getting all your social profiles done um micro videos that's a big thing people don't know how to do so yes. i walk through that um quote graphics story graphics carousels uh, the whole lot so literally by the end of the four sections people have gone from nothing to knowing the exact frameworks having a brand identity they love and now they can start putting out unlimited content positioning as an expert and shining online in front of the people they want to work with
0: that's amazing that that to be honest that would have been something i would have needed 100 percent when i started and i can imagine a, a lot of people are, are the same because like you said people wait to get a logo before they get started or they wait to get a website before they get started. Yeah. Um. And most of the time that's what's holding them back from actually succeeding. And it's not the knowledge and, you know, they've put in the countless hours of practice and, you know, like you did posting your pictures online for two years. It's you're already doing it, but it's just a case of being intentful with it, which is fantastic. So you mentioned that you had a coach, uh, a coach, sorry.
1: Yes, I do.
0: So are you a big fan of like mindset coaching and, and business coaching and all of that sort of stuff then?
1: Yeah, I'm massive. I would say even more so on the mindset spirituality side. I think both of them business and spirituality are just as important. So I'm massive on that. And it was um, the story was another coincidence. (laughs) So I'm sure we'll get into it.
0: (laughs) So how many coaches do you reckon you've had in your, your sort of your journey so far? Um if we count the coach that i physically
1: get on calls with then just one mm-hmm. um if you want to say like some people class a coach as like the people they watch so it might be gary v mm-hmm. Russell brunson um you know i would say discounting all those people because we have a lot of mentors and people we watch literally just this one coach and it's been massive for my confidence in in moving forwards and pushing myself and growing mm. um growing my business and life in every area and yeah. um yeah as i said uh do you want to hear the sort of coincidental story of how we started yeah, of
0: course go for it
1: <laughs> yeah so i'm a big believer in like uh you know what do you call them uh uh synchronicities
0: mm. i'm a,
1: you know I'm, I'm just a big believer in stuff like that i believe fun blessings flow into your life at at the right time so i get a dm from someone and all he wants to do from a graphic like (laughs) standpoint is can you put a color behind my profile picture you know how people have it on instagram
0: yeah yeah, and i was
1: like yeah it's this much (laughs) let me do it for you all done and dusted (laughs) uh little did i know like over a year and a half later this guy is going to be my coach (laughs) and um so not long after i did that little thing for him we started to just talk back and forth how each other journeys going and everything and um he's like yeah do you want to hop on for a session and i'd heard about coaches i heard like watch Iman um gadzi's videos and he was like oh i've got a meditation coach all this (laughs) And I was just like, that's a bit weird. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I thought, why not? So I got on the call and it really pushed me past my comfort zone. And he was asking me to do some really, like, little lame stuff. But for me, like, my confidence wasn't great. And it, it was weird for me. Like, you know, one of the things was triggers. Like, uh, Tony Robbins talks about mm-hmm. motion getting yourself into state so so John is his name he was like getting me to okay you're going to click three times and then boom you're into state and I I was sitting there like uh, this is a bit weird (laughs) honestly like I had no confidence and in the time we've worked together he's just freaking elevated everything on an exceptional level and I never knew the importance of a coach before but Mm -hmm. Now I realise how important it is.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think even in life we have coaches, we have mentors, people we look up to, as our parents, our teachers, football coaches, driving instructors. You know, we take a coach yeah, for everything yeah. that we want to learn. So I think it's, if someone's got some knowledge or some value to provide, we shouldn't be ashamed to to be like, "Oh, I've got a coach." Yeah. You know, because that's that's what we do as people. You know, we we learn from others. So it's the, it's the best way
1: yeah honestly and you know one of the biggest things is like it's more about having someone there because Mm. with business like when you're trying to grow a business and for me a lot of the time when things go wrong and you just want to talk to someone who knows what the hell you're (laughs) on about because there's a lot of people who don't you can't go to family and talk about entrepreneurship because they're not entrepreneurs yeah and working with john like despite all the insanely cool stuff we do, it it could just be that week I'm having a bad week Mm -hmm. and he can help me deal with it. He gives me the strategies to again, get me into state, visualize, do he does meditations with me and you know, all of that sort of stuff is just, it's invaluable.
0: Definitely. Are you a big fan of meditation?
1: Sorry again. That's
0: what you said. Are you a, are you a big fan of meditation?
1: Yeah, I really am. Are you?
0: I try. Yeah, like, I'm not gonna lie. Yesterday I did it and I fell asleep and the woman started speaking and scared the life out of me because I had my <laughs> <ear> open. <problem. laughs>
1: no, it's when the next video um, like cues up and it scares. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it just, I, I, I really want to. I just don't seem to be able to stay in the moment and not have my mind wander because there's always, as you know, as an entrepreneur, or as a business owner, there's always something going on. And just having that, that awareness to be like, actually, my mind's wandered, bring it back. Um, it's, it's difficult, it is really difficult at times. So it's, it's on my list of 2021 things to really nail down and make a habit. Um, but I do. I, I mean, I have other things I do, like my form of meditation, because I have had quite a bad injury, but it would be like yeah. foam rolling and stretching for 20 minutes with the TV off, my phone off, with my headphones in. Um, and that for me feels more like meditation and actually sitting and listening to someone. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I mean, I, I am a big fan of it and I can see the benefits of it. I've just not nailed it yet.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I think that's great. Like, I, I do what you do as well foam rolling, stuff like that. I think it for most people, it it could be less about the specific way of doing it. Mm -hmm. But I think you've got to remember with all these different things with journaling, with meditation, it's more about the outcome. Like Mm -hmm. I, my coach says this to me, look, if you're going to meditate, like you're going to fucking do it properly because Mm -hmm. if you're just going to sit down and listen to some random person for 15 minutes, it's a waste of time. You have to, Mm Feel it. You have to, again, what's the outcome? So for meditation, for stuff like uh, foam rolling, stretching, you're really just resetting yourself. You're Mm -hmm. recharging up so you can tackle things from a a better perspective. So with meditation, definitely give it a go. Just give yourself 10 minutes, Mm -hmm. maybe not even use a YouTube video. I I think sometimes it's more about just sitting in the silence or listening to the cars on the road and the birds outside and just trying to just say, okay, for this 10 minutes, everything's all okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely.
1: You know, it is a massive part of, of my life because I know whenever I'm having a bad week, my coach, John, he'll be like, did you feed your roots this week? And when I say feed your roots, he just means, Are you doing your groundwork stuff? Are you waking up, journaling, meditating, affirmations? That's what it calls feeding the roots. Um, And he'll say, okay, I missed out meditating a lot this week. And, you know, I notice it's weird. Whenever I don't, there's all this stress starts to come up and Mm -hmm. and things start to go crazy in my head and I can't process it. And if I just go back to just 10 minutes just to reset, Mm -hmm yeah it's massive
0: (laughs) yeah definitely I think the same like for me that's that's what I do is stretching um and I mean I've never like I said I used to be a a semi-pro footballer yoga was not really my thing do you know what I mean
1: Um, I never did it either (laughs) no
0: but now because I I I ruptured my patella tendon back last December so I've I had I've had four operations I've had four infections had sepsis nearly lost my leg Um, I've been in a brace for a year. It'll be a year on the 8th of December. So everything for me stopped this year. So my business was the thing that kept ticking over. And obviously, because I couldn't drive, I didn't work my day job. So my Mm. business was my full-time function. And stretching and foam rolling and any kind of just release of muscular tightness is a form of meditation for me. And I think that's what I need to hold on to and do daily, because one it'll help me in my recovery anyways, but two, just that like to do it for ten fifteen minutes before you go to bed i 've never slept so well in my life, like just that release of tension, and I think it does become a form of meditation for me like i said i 'll switch my phone off tv 's off I just put some music on, and just chill for fifteen minutes and it's yeah, it is amazing, so i mean i like I said, the traditional meditation is not always the best route for everyone but if you can find a form of something that acts as meditation that's perfect because everybody needs a release that's not alcohol or partying or do you know what i mean
1: (laughs) yeah no honestly because if you don't then it is going to turn out to be partying and alcohol
0: yeah exactly um,
1: you know not that that's crazy bad but it starts to become you know, if you don't have that release, you'll be going out every weekend, and that's when it gets yeah. too much. But
0: well, it's non productive, it's a financial drain. And I mean, it's always good to socialize with your friends and stuff, but you know, it, it doesn't benefit you in where you want to get to with your goals and you know, where you want to get your business to, and you know, all of the other steps that you get along the way because it's a hindrance. You don't sleep well, you don't recover well, you know, you get a hangover, then you eat shit, and then you don't train, and all of it. You know I mean, it's just a knock on effect whereas if you don't Absolutely. meditate or you don't stretch or something it's not such a detrimental effect to you
1: yeah no that's a hundred percent um and you know that part in it is a topic like as i said on um, 19 um is a big topic for me because i've always been conscious about it i never wanted mm-hmm. to drink at all and <laughs> then you know i sort of i just said when i hit 18 i should probably relax a bit because By that point, I'd literally just been head fucking down trying to get off the ground. And I said, look, let's just have some fun. My mates took me out um, on my first night out. And just like this phone rolling, meditating, it was like my first time I'd ever, oh, (laughs) it was the first time I'd ever just been able to like release some energy. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, as stupid as it sounds, just singing, dancing, drinking, all that sort (laughs) of rubbish. Um, and yeah, it was great fun, it was a great release because I knew how to control it. Mm -hmm. And then every time we'd go out, I I would just remember, okay, look, you're gonna do this, but then you're gonna have a hangover, and you ain't gonna be able to think for the next few days. Yeah, as long as you know that and you're conscious of it, um, you know, I think you can manage it, but if you're going out and getting wasted, like seriously, if you have a bad hangover. You can't, how are you going to sign clients, do client work? You just can't.
0: Yes. No, absolutely. And like I said, when you get to my age, the hangovers last like five days and that's, that's, that's like a working week for yeah. me now. So that's enough.
1: Honestly, yeah, you have to be very conscious of it. I think I'm young so I can get away with it. Yeah, and definitely. of course with lockdown, it's been like eight <laughs> or nine months, so I'm ready for one. But yeah, um, no, you know, when when you go out, just forget about work. Just go out and freaking go out. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. Enjoy yourself, but be responsible.
1: 100, <laughs> percent yeah. <laughs> so, what
0: do you do outside of work? Then, when you're not obviously going out with your pals, or you're not designing or doing courses, what do you do? Do you read? Do you draw? What's your release?
1: Yeah. So, one of the things is the gym. Obviously, massive on the gym. I uh, last month I actually was uh, doing, you know Olympic lifting. Yeah, I actually fucked up my wrist and my thumb doing a a clean and jerk. I caught it on my shoulders and then I went to bail out, but my elbow got stuck on my knee. So Uh, the bar got stuck um, and fucked it up. So I've just been doing little bits. I've got a dumbbell upstairs, been doing bits over lockdown. Um, But yeah, gym, whenever I'm not injured, is is massive (laughs) for me. It's another place to progress, you know, it's Mm. just get that energy out. Um, focus on something that you can improve on and I absolutely love it Um, so the gym is one thing and um, you know it's really interesting gaming has been on my mind so I didn't tell the story but when I first discovered Gary V and he was uh, talking about hustle hustle going all in all that sort Mm -hmm. of thing um, and I was trying to work on growing my freelance business I actually went like cold turkey. I stopped my YouTube channel to the disappointment of all my subs. (laughs) I stopped streaming and I sold my Xbox and my my Elgato, my streaming software Um, and literally just went all in on business and I didn't really think about it at the time because I was so busy watching Gary and trying to build a business Mm -hmm. and recently, since... I've been able to build a team for certain parts of my business and free up some time. I've I've sort of realized that that's a big part of what I love to do. Yeah. Um so yeah, I'll I'll get on the Xbox with my mates and we'll we'll have a few rounds of Warzone. And that for me is um absolutely love it. And you know, I I, I recently got back on Twitch and started watching you know, the people that literally five years ago that I was watching back then, they're still mm. going. And it's like, wow. um it's really awesome. You know, I, I love it. And I might even consider restarting <laughs> um, to stream just because I feel like, you know, when you are that passionate about something, and obviously I know that you can grow and you can get a, a financial income stream. Mm-hmm. I think, it's not really about that. I'm, I'm thinking like in my spare time, let's say I finished all my work for the day and it's 9pm and where I normally might go on Netflix and watch a series, you know, I could just be streaming and talking with an audience and ha- having a fucking amazing <laughs> time because I am passionate about it. So outside of that, I read obviously business books. Um, that's what about are you reading it. right now? <laughs> right now, I'm uh, about three quarters of the way through Ant Middleton's uh, Fear Bubble. I don't know if you know that one.
0: Uh, I do. My, uh, my other half boy for me for Christmas. So I haven't got around really? to that yet. But it does sound uh, like a decent book.
1: Yeah, it's good. It's really good. It's like about his, um, the time he climbed up Everest and obviously talking mm-hmm. about how to come overcome fears and stuff. So yeah, it's really good.
0: Amazing. Well, it's been, uh, it's been very, very interesting to catch up with you and find out about your story. Um, I wish you all the success in the world and uh, hopefully we'll catch Absolutely. up again soon.
1: I really appreciate it. This was amazing and thank you for listening. I'm really, really thankful. Thank you.
0: No worries. Do you want to uh, give everyone your sort of social media handle so they can know where to find you?
1: Yes, yeah, certainly. So the main place is just literally Instagram, which is Joshua Gibbons underscore and um you know once you're there you'll you'll find all the rest of the stuff that i put out there in the world but that's my main place
0: amazing well thanks very much josh and we'll catch up soon
1: awesome thank you so much
0: no worries lovely